Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Zone Boxing Show podcast. Barack, this is my favorite thing to do here. I'm going to be what, honest with you. Sit down and kick your feet up? Yeah, what? kick my feet up and get off of the camera. I want people just to listen Yo, to my voice. Trust me, people want you off the camera. Trust I, me, they don't. They're I, sick I of your I'm face. Trying make, I'm trying to make people happy. Only part, only thing I don't like about this is when our producer tries to jump in. No, 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 no. First of all, it's Women's History Month, and just the other day was International Women's Day, and that's something that Josh knows nothing about women, so mm-hmm. he doesn't need to be involved in this at all. And, and let's let's thank God that there isn't video here because if if there were, oh, you'll no. see this gentleman with a black tank top on with his chopped meat ground beef on his chest. Oh, so there's no sight to see here, Josh. Why don't you have a shirt on? Please answer me. This is he's a personal trainer. I just want to let you yeah, know. And, and, so this guy shaves his underarms but has hair on his chest. Josh, talk to the people. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of manscaping. You want to get into my grooming routine? I mean, whoa, whoa, why aren't you manscaping kind of your dirty chest then? Because I, I don't shave the way we really, really. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're going to wear a tank top, we're yeah. going to talk about it, buddy. All right. You know what? Fair enough. I'll, I'll get into the chest shaving just for you. Uh, fair enough. Like, can, Yo, you get, can we I, return this back to the PG show and, you know, about right, let, boxing, let, let, let's women? Do, let's do that. Look, it's their uh, month. Come on. International Women's Day. So much just, to what, touch yesterday. on. Yesterday. That's right. So much to touch on when it comes to women's boxing. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I want to talk about past, present, and future, but I'll be remiss if I don't mention this one woman that really made women's boxing entertaining. And her name is Christy Martin Barack. Absolutely. I remember being a young uh, fight fan watching the likes of Iron Mike Tyson and to to prep you, like to open up for Mike Tyson, you you, got to be entertaining. This woman has opened up for Mike Tyson. I mean, Barack, talk about how entertaining she was as a fighter. Forget about being a woman. Listen, Mike Tyson was in awe of her. <laughs> Mike Tyson was a fan of Christy Martin's. And, and back then, I, I, mean, I was a kid or whatever, but I didn't like female boxing. I, I, I never watched a Layla Ali fight who saw Christy Martin and, and, and started boxing. You know, and I admitted that to Layla Ali. I had to watch all of her fights way after as an adult, you right. know. So Christy Martin is that one that put women's boxing on the map, straight yeah. up and down, because she had the power. She had the, she had the style like Mike Tyson. She'd walk you down. She's knocking women out. That's what people wanted. That's what men wanted to see, because it's, it's a man's sport. You know, men are usually the bigger audience. She didn't really bring women to the table. You know, as far as the audience, but right. she made us happy. I mean, to be honest with you, Barack, it's sa- it's kind of safe to say that she set the bar too high for women in some <laughs> regard. You know, because well, now now she she opened the doors, like you said, she paved the ways, like for the Layla Ali's of the world that came and had that same type of energy, entertaining, wanting to knock people out. But but those girls, starting with Christy Martin, uh, you know, set the bar high, and I think that's why maybe women's boxing 
took a little slump for a while because they weren't seeing that type of aggressive action inside a ring, especially girls stopping girls, knocking girls out. So uh, she she came she came into the game on a high. Just like with the men, you know, the men kind of took a decline after Mike Tyson. You know, heavyweights was the, is the most watched division at one time. And now, you know, we're watching all divisions. But, you know, you need that polarizing figure. And she, it was also timing as well, not just her skill set, you know, not just her ferociousness. But it was also that she was on the undercards of Mike Tyson fights, yeah, you so know. So it just it, it made sense. And literally the only fight that I seen of Layla Ali was against Christy Martin. And that's because it was a Christy Martin it was her name, you know, she was way past her prime, but it was her name. And I just wanted to see that particular fight. But um, yeah, man, but fast forward to today. I mean, I mean in on. between that, look, uh, and you mentioned Layla Ali, we got we got to mention Ann Wolf, and, and those girls kept that excitement going. But then there was there was a slump, Barack. When did it come yeah. back? <laughs> oh, man, that's that's a good question. I, I think that I can't tell you when it, yes, I can tell you when it came back because in reality, sure no, in reality for me, I can tell you it was, my excitement came back last year. You mm. know, my excitement for the sport, uh, uh, the women's but, part but, of but the- But that's not saying that there weren't any exciting women in the- in No, the, you know, no, I, go ahead. No, I'm saying like before last year, there were women- but I know what you're saying. You didn't feel the way you feel now about the sport, but you would you would respect when you saw a woman that was entertaining. It just There's wasn't no a, a bunch of stars. That's all I'm trying to say. It wasn't right. a bunch of stars. You had Katie Taylor. She she was dominating, you know. And speaking of that, can I can I tell you when I got excited about it a little bit? It yeah, go ahead. Katie... It doesn't matter what I have to say. No, go no, right because ahead. you mentioned Katie Taylor and you mentioned last year. Right. But I'm thinking of 2018 when Katie fought in Boston against Cindy Serrano. Just right, that crowd showing her skill set exactly showing her skill set and that crowd how excited they was about her. It kind of made it made me want to watch her, and I also have to say that you know watching Amanda Serrano as well. Yeah, I, I became I became a big fan of of Katie's. But the thing is, is that when a what what makes an era exciting is having rival rivalries and just a lot of good talent, you know. And now I believe since like last year, you you have Katie that's dominant. You have Clarissa Shields as dominant. And now, right now, you have seven undisputed women's champions. They're all stars. You, you, Alicia Baumgarter. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Think about crazy. it. Amanda Serrano just won, you know, all of the belts. Alicia Baumgartner, you have Frenchon Cruz Desern. You have McCaskill still undisputed at 147. You got right. Chantel Cameron at 140. You know, so you so got um, Clarissa Shields at 160. And then you... Come on, this is crazy. And then you got who's waiting to get in, like Shadeja Green and Raquel Millers and Sanisha Estrada is a, an unbelievable talent. I believe she's going to be next to be undisputed champion. So I just Women's named 10 women lit. at least. It's lit. It's lit. I just named 10 women, and that's 10 stars. And women's boxing never really had a plethora of stars, and that's why today is incredible. I mean, it was always less than a handful. And, and look, I asked you who... Who do you think brought women's boxing back? And to, to be honest, I, I would have to say Clarissa Shields. And I only say that because Clarissa uh, was the first American to ever win two Olympic gold medalists, male or female. I would say, I would say and, it would have to be her and Katie because you got to no, think no about it. Clarissa did it in America. No, and Katie I'm talking about did in America. It outside of America. So you come together, you got, you got no, the world two, watching two women's forces. boxing. You're right. But if right. I had to talk about where we live in America, uh, just you know, watching the documentary that she put out, 
uh, and, and, and people making noise about this, this young girl winning a gold medal at 17 and then going back four years later and doing it again. And then becoming undisputed in two weight classes. She needs credit for that too. But I'm saying yeah. all that to say, I agree with you. Never been this many stars in a, in female boxing before. Um, they're, they're all holding their own in their own weight classes and, and entertaining fight fans. Finally, you know, I don't want to hear any complaints about those fight fans that throw shots, negative shots at women's boxing and saying, I don't see knockouts. It's not entertaining. Guys like Bob Arum, <laughs> you know, you guys need to hush it up right, right now because these women are entertaining and, and in some cases more than men. Yeah, 100%. And, and like I said, there's, there's stars and then there's women on the side who were champions or or, or about to be champions on the cusp of being champions. You got Michaela Mayer, you know, who has a rivalry that's brewing with Baumgartner. So, and Baumgartner is, is undisputed. So this is just, just an incredible era for women's boxing. And you know what's crazy about all of that? What? Most of those names that I named, they're young. They, they're Super still fresh. Under 30. And all them, they're still fresh. Like, you, you the you best woman in the world right now is, is either Katie Taylor or Clarissa Shields, probably Clarissa Shields on most lists. And she's in her 20s. Right, right. And, and you know, you brought up uh, Baumgartner. We were in the garden when she fought. And guess who was sitting right next to us? Michaela Mayer. Now, you're talking about the cameras uh, facing her. Like, right. that type of action and that type of tension, we don't, we rarely see that. You know, not, the, not the, the boxing, networks right. want to, the people want to know what's going on. They want to see these girls fight again. Uh, women's boxing, it's popping. It's lit. Yes. Uh, and, and that night, wasn't there like five undisputed women yeah, in attendance? Was, yeah. You know, you had Franchon Cruz Desern who was there. She was watching Shadeja Green, yeah. you know, who had an, uh, an incredible uh, stoppage win. You know, so this, oh my God, like I got excited last year. I've, I've watched women's boxing for years now, but I got excited about it last year at the Garden when yeah, it was oh, Serrano man. versus Katie Taylor. I, I've never felt energy like that. I've never heard a crowd like that. You and I've been to Kodo fights. You couldn't be in that. You couldn't, it, like, if you were in that building right there and you say you didn't feel that, then you didn't have a pulse. No, like, no, like, everybody. I, like, there's no way you couldn't feel that energy. You know, Barack, so much to be excited about, but so much to look forward to with women's boxing as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like I said, we got a bunch of stars. We got people on the cusp. This is great. All around, men's and women's, this is the best time to be a fan of boxing. Uh, speaking of men's boxing, great fights this weekend that we're all going to preview when we come back, so don't you move. Barack, let's kick things off with the young boy. I'm talking about Diego Pacheco fighting Jack Cullen here on The Zone. Uh, Barack, this kid is... I remember meeting him for the first time before he even fought a professional fight. You and I yes. met him in Chicago. Eddie Hearn was telling us, this kid is going to be a star. This kid is going to do some big things. And he's getting better every single fight. He's on track, Barack. He's on track. It's crazy when you look at a 17-year-old and you say, yeah, he's going to be something. And then a couple of years later, he really is that something. It's, it's just great to see it manifest like that. Jack Cullen is a nice test. I think I think he's actually fought better fighters than Jack Cullen already. I really do. Um, I, I seen Jack Cullen when he fought Vladimir on the zone last time. And, you know, it, it, was, a, it was a good fight for, for Jack. But that particular style, hmm, it's going to be tough when you talk about a taller fighter and Diego Pacheco and a, a, a fighter that punches so hard. Jack Cullen, all his, stop, all his losses are, are stoppages. He's been knocked out three times. 
Right. You know, and Diego's fast. Well, you're, not, you're not giving him a shot. Okay, Barack. Thanks for getting no, I'm, the I'm just excited saying, for this I'm just fight. saying this is a very, very tough, <laughs> this is a very, very tough fight for Jack Cullen. And right. I just think Diego Pacheco has already proved himself already. Yeah, no, no question about it. And one thing I like about Diego Barack is that he's such a humble kid outside the ring, always smiling, like kind of really appreciative. Anybody has anything nice to say about him, he's so grateful. He he's very vicious in that ring, but he has that personality, that charm that people go to love, I think that that's a good thing in this sport. I mean, we often see the guys that have a chip on their shoulder and always upset. Yeah, we got enough of those guys. Uh, we need more guys like Diego Pacheco, and I think he's going to be something special. Also, I mean, look who he's in the gym with. He's in the gym with David Benavidez. Like, come on, you don't get work like that. Now, I understand he's in a higher weight class, but you're talking about the experience that David has, the skill set that David has, and, you know, they're dealing with the same trainer, so it's like, damn you know he got the experience in his corner he got the experience in the gym and that's why he's learning and he's a sponge and he's soaking it all up and yeah you're right he's always smiling he's a great kid he reminds me of sebastian fendora taller than everybody mm. and always smiling no doubt look a uh, big big showdown in this uh, junior middleweight division uh, you and i both was chopping up with this young man uh leading up to the bomb garner and serrano fight weekend yeah. he is a full-time trainer of Alicia Baumgarner. Uh, but this guy was focused on this fight. I mean, he talked about this Casasu fight. I'm talking about Tony Harrison. Uh, look, yes. Tony Harrison has proven to be one of the top junior middleweights in the world. We all saw him beat Jamel Charlo. He lost in a rematch. Uh, the guy can fight. Skill, long. He was actually putting in some work against Jaira Hurd before getting hit with a shot. He was winning that fight. So yeah. we all know what he can do. He's fighting a young killer in Tim... Uh, Zoo, but Barack, here's the opportunity for him to be back in the mix and maybe get a third fight against Jamel Charlo. Maybe, maybe so, but this is the tough guy, Tim Zoo. I do think that Harrison is very, very skillful. The thing is, he can never have a a, a moment of lapse. Right. You know, he has to stay on point mentally every second, kind of like Bivol told us he did with Canelo. Stayed on point every second of every round because Tim Zoo is going to try and take you out of there. And I think he's smart enough to, to win a fight like this. But I also want to give credit to Tim Zhu for taking a fight like this. Absolutely. Tony Harrison? What? Yeah. Yeah. Before you get the fight that you really want for the Undisputed with Jamel Charlo? The Chano? fight that was already Damn. scheduled. That was already scheduled. You had your mindset for that. Now, you, now you're regrouping and pivoting for a different type of fighter. Right. And, and what does that say about, like, you know, you mentioned, it says a lot about Tim Zhu, but in terms of a, a measuring stick, right? We all know that Jamel has faced Harrison twice. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, is Zoo going in there trying to make a hell of a statement and maybe beating him worse than Jamel did? I mean, is that, and I, and I know you're going to say, oh, it's a stoppage, it's a stoppage, but what if he goes in there trying to blow this guy out in three rounds? I don't think that's what he's going to go do. I think he knows who he's get, getting in there with. I think he knows he's in there with a smart fighter. We see him as a trainer. Look what he's done for Baumgartner. Like, we know that this kid is a smart fighter. We see him do well against Jared Hurd, like you said, before he got stopped. He is really a good fighter. He's sharp. He's smart. And you know what? He can pop as well, but he's been a boxer with bigger punchers. Now, so I don't think he's coming in there with that mindset. I think he's just trying to say, let me show, let me finally get somebody on my record that's going to really solidify me, even though I already got that shot right. with Jamel Charlo already lined up. But if he's able to beat um, Harrison, this solidifies him. He's top tier. 
He's no, he he deserves that fight with Jamel Charles. No, no question about it, Barack. But we're looking at it from one lens, right? I and mean, he's the favorite. Tim Zhu is uh, the guy that people are expecting to get past Tony Harrison, a smart fighter. But on the flip side to that, what if Tony pulls off the upset? Has he earned himself another shot at Jamel Charles? One hundred percent, right away. One hundred percent. We're gonna see a trilogy. We we need to see a trilogy if that's the case, and, and we're gonna see uh, a, a motivated. Um, Harrison, who's definitely just came off the biggest win of his, his career because everybody thinks that Tim Zhu is going to win. You know, different mindset, he said. He said he had to change a couple of things with his mind. Right. You know, so if we see that Harrison, if he beats Tim Zhu, we see that Harrison versus that Jamel Charlo who, who wants to get everybody out of there, we got another great fight. I mean, I, I like it because I like the fact that Jamel Charlo is undisputed. He's waiting to get back in the ring, but he has a few guys out there that are still interesting enough for people to want to see. You know, there are a lot of guys that take over division, and then there's really nothing there in that division, nothing to be excited about. People want to see those guys move up, and yes, Jamel has talked about moving up to 160, but right now there's still some big fights at 154 that people will be excited to watch and that we know that will be entertaining fights. And with either guy, but obviously we're looking for that Tim Zhu and Jamel Charles on the line. I can't wait yeah. for it to happen. And I say if he does, let's say if um, Jamel, well, Jamel Charles gets better, he'll get better champ, you know, and the winner of this fight between Tim Zhu and Harrison, if he's able to beat that winner, then you got Sebastian Fandora. There's really nothing else for you, champ. No, after you know, that, nothing. There's nothing else for you, champ. I, I, get, I understand it is Lubin, but Sebastian beat Lubin, so it would make sense if you fought Fandora or just move up to 160. Either way, he's solidified. He, he's just the best in the division. All right, we're back, and we have to do the worst part of the show, which is this social segment that Josh and whoever else is in charge insist of doing. So let's do it, Barack. Let's get it over with. All right, hurry up, Josh. Come on. Uh, what, what an intro. I mean, the ratings, <laughs> the ratings are going to be through the roof when you hype me up like that. You know, since you gave me so much grief for wearing a tank top and you wish that I filled in the rest of my shirt, we're going to bring it back maybe to the radio days. We'll play an edition of the fill-in here with you guys, right? I'm going to throw, I'll throw a sentence, and I'd like each of you to fill in each one of these. So all right, okay. let Barack start this week, all right? By the end of 2023, the biggest KO of the year will be scored by blank. Ooh. By the end of 2023, the biggest KO of the year will be scored by Deontay Wilder. Mm, I like that. I like that. Josh, do you want to formally ask me that question so I can give you a nice little... You know what, for you, Alec, you already know anything you ever need. So okay. by the end of 2023, the biggest knockout of the year will be scored by blank. Anthony Joshua, and it's going to happen on April 1st. Wow. That's Ooh, against Franklin. Okay. I helped you out there because I gave you a heavyweight. You know you wasn't thinking I, I was thinking Deontay Wilder, honestly. I just oh, didn't okay. do that because okay, you cool. said him. So. All right. <clears throat> uh, by the end of 2023, Ak, you take this one first. Blank will suffer the most shocking defeat of the year. Who's going to suffer a big upset? Basile, I, I don't want to say he's an upset, but to him it's going to be very shocking and it's going to be disappointing. But I see Lomachenko losing to Devin Haney. Wow. Barack, by the end of 2023, Blank will suffer the most shocking loss in boxing. That ain't happening. I know we've had the years of, of um, no upsets upset. this year. Beat no upsets. It's not that it's gonna not gonna be no upset. Not no shocking upset. No, 
That's not happening. I that, don't that's see true. it. I mean, I guess I'm, that's I'm thinking true. about I'm, I'm thinking about all the all right, all the fights that are lined up, right? right We're not right. going to see no shocking upset. Right. No, yeah, I, I just don't I, see I, that. I answered with with Loma just to give an answer, but in reality, but that even, even be a you shot. said that right. Be even a you shot. said it's like oh, it's not really a super. It's not years really a ago, shot. it would have been a super shock. Not yeah. right now. No, not the you know way Devin's been fighting, and and not, you know, not uh, after Vasilis' last performance. But you never know. But yeah, what's next, Josh? Guys, nice. all right, Barack. This one's for you first. So right Bring now, it. right now, Jake Paul has a six and one professional record. Okay. By the end of the year, Jake Paul will have blank number of wins on his record. I say Jake Paul will have seven wins. He might be seven and one. I think, see, the thing about him is that he can get squeezed two more fights in, but I don't know. He just has bad luck with, bad luck with narrowing down these fighters and getting them to fight, you know? So I think he might squeeze in one more by the end of the year. I say he'll be eight and one. I think he wow. beats KSI and fights another fight, or maybe fights somebody before KSI and and fights KSI. So I say he'll be eight and one by the end of the year. Well, I like it. Yeah, there's rumors of the Tommy Fury match maybe happen as soon as July. So uh, we'll see. Wow, that one. All right, All right I, uh, the pound for pound men's top dog by the end of the year will be blank. Oh, that's something I have to put some serious thought to. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Canelo will be back up there at number one. He's going to win two big fights this year, and I don't think Errol Spence and Crawford happens this year. Damn. So you're saying that Canelo is going to be Bivol. <laughs> that's basically hey, what you're saying. That's I said crazy. it. I said um, it. I said it I, here. <laughs> uh, the question was the end of 2023. I say, in a way. Ooh. I like it. I like it. Yeah, you know what else That's, I like, Doc? That that uh, that 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 fight did not get signed in time. You still owe me that dinner. Don't think I forgot. I got you. Uh, <laughs> uh, last one for you. The pound for pound as we celebrate Women's History Month and earlier this week, International Women's Day. The pound for pound women's queen by the end of the year will be blank. Did you say me first? Yeah, take this one, Barack. Clarissa Shields. Doc, you agree? The quote. Well, I mean, I I would agree with that, but just to just for conversation's sake, then to give a different answer, I'm going to say Amanda Serrano down the line beats Katie Taylor in Ireland, and I'm going to put at the top of the list. That's my take. All right. Clarissa knows how to pull a hat, uh, a rabbit out of a hat, you know, and think about it. We just had Katie Taylor at the top because she beat Serrano. That's the That's best right. fighter, one of the best fighters in the world. Okay. And then that build up with Savannah Marshall and, and and Clarissa became so big that she went right back on the top of the list. All right, well, there you have it. That's our show for today. That's the podcast. We are out of here. Peace and love.